Scrambled Founders. We both of us shared our starting stories, how we started with our first internet money. Let's talk about sales today. Like, tell me, let's share the listeners how it changed for us. So, Mash, tell me what was your last sales experience? Yeah, <laughs> that was 20 minutes ago, actually. But so I'll give some background, right? So one thing is that Sparrow grew to whatever it is today. I want to say 100% of the revenue that Sparrow has today is primarily from inbound. Yeah, so it's always been inbound, right? And if it was outbound, it was too natural for me to understand it was an actual outbound. Um, nothing that I've done so far, actually, none of the sales that we've made so far has actually been from outbound, which is interesting, but it's also bad because I am not putting in the effort to actively reach out to people. I'm just putting out the word and hoping people find me, which magically, organically, without a single dollar spent on ads, has brought us to $7,000 in transactions total. But this can't go on forever. Like There has to be more effort put into this. So I've been recently reading a book about sales. It's a totally bloated book, way too big. It, there's like 400 pages. It's a total waste. It should have been 50 pages. Regardless, it's written by a great author who has very good experience with sales. And I've combined my learnings from that book, Adrian, with another guy I know who's, who's, who does sales coaching. And when I combine their advice, sales, when it comes to four or five figures in revenue, I think, comes down to having relationships. I can't expect a founder to just come to my website and sign up and you know, be totally okay with spending $5,000 a month now. So what I was taught and what I'm learning still is to build sales relationships over the course of days, weeks, and months, probably weeks in my case. And I'll give you two examples of outreaches that I've done. I once met a founder three or four years ago, uh, literally three or four years ago. I met him once in my whole life. It's because I pitched a product in a classroom and then he came up to me. He's like, hey, Mash, you're it's interesting what you talked about, you know, let's stay connected. So I see him pretty active on LinkedIn these days. So I messaged him saying, hey, man, you know, we met three, four years ago. Not sure if you remember, saw you being really active recently. Do you want to catch up? I promise to you, I got on the call literally just to see what he's up to because I haven't seen him in a while. And I, you know, thought that he's doing good stuff with his startup. And here's how the call went. And it's really interesting. And one thing I learned from the call is when you ask someone how they're doing, what they're up to, and you're actively engaging with them and the call's almost coming to an end, they're, unless they're a psychopath, they have this natural weird urge to actually ask you how you're doing or, hey, man, what are you up to? And I've always seen this happen with or without Sparrow. So he, we got on a call, I asked what he's up to. I actually found his product really interesting. And then as we we're about to like, you know, kind of die things down, he's like, hey, Mash, what are you up to? I'm like, oh, you know, like something called Sparrow, man. It's a growth partner for startups. And I gave him my pitch. I forgot what I pitched him, which is really bad. But then he's like, that's interesting, Mash. Like, can you help me with SEO? Like, or do you guys do that? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we actually do that. He's like, oh, all right. How does it work? Like, what do I do? And then him and I transitioned from a, hey, what's up conversation to, oh, let's talk money conversation. And I think 80, 70% of the call became a pitch. Afterwards, and I explained to him how Sparrow works, how I'm very careful with who I bring on as an advisor and how they generally work with founders. And then that was it, man. And the next thing you know, he's like, hey, Mash, set up a discovery call for me. I did that. And now I'm just waiting for the sale to close because he's waiting for a round of investment. But yeah, so that was my first good experience without reach. I'm just hoping it actually results in me getting revenue. The second call I did today, actually, and you'll find it interesting, Adrian, the way I found this guy 
is I went to my competitor's LinkedIn, saw that this founder was commenting on their LinkedIn asking for help. And it's all out in the open. It's public information. So I reached out to him, said, let's call him John. I said, hey, John, saw that you made a post or a comment about increasing your MRR. It's interesting because I'm a founder myself and I love talking about growth. Do you want to connect? And he says, hey, man, yeah, thanks for the connection. I'm like, all right. Then I sent him an audio file saying, hey, John, the reason I really like what you're doing is because ABC. And yeah, I'd be down to learn more about you and your product for 10, 15 minutes this week if you have time. He said, yeah, Mash, sounds great. Totally agree with what you're saying in the audio. Here's a link. And then boom, like I literally said hi. And then I was able to book a call with him, I think literally in one hour. He just accepted my invite. And then I just had the call today. So the call again started with, and this was, I was very nervous going into this call, Adrian, because it's my personal difficulties. I don't know if I should be a friend or a salesperson. Like I can't be both. Like I can't sell you something and just pretend to be your friend because then my, our incentives are different, right? Like that's how I think. So I started the call off very naturally. And then towards the end, he's like, Mash, what do you do? Classic chap. So I'm like, yeah, this is what I do, but don't worry about it. Let's just talk about you. I went back to him and then again, he's like, Mash, what do you do? I'm like, all right, now he's really interested. Told him about Sparrow. Then the conversation became a pitch. He's like, interesting. So I'm like, yeah, dude. So tell me about your marketing. If you want, we can kind of see if we can collaborate. So then I started asking him about his marketing, his growth, what he's doing, where he's headed, the classic questions that I do for Sparrow anyway. And then he's like, okay, Mash, thanks for running me through this. And then now that I understand his needs, I immediately text messaged my, one of my Sparrow advisors who I think is a good fit for him. And I said, so his guy's name, this guy's name is Josh. And I said, hey, Josh, this is the founder I just spoke to. This is what they're doing. This is what they need help with. Can you help them? He said, yeah, Mash, seems like there's a good fit. I think I can. So my next step is now to set up a discovery call between them, right? So I think sales now, Adrian, has become a conversation because there's so many people getting so many requests from so many salesmen, and they're all such terrible experiences, mostly. People really just want genuine, honest conversations, and it's it needs to be a two-way street, two people getting to know each other, and then if you trust the other person, you will want to collaborate with them. It's just human psychology. So I think that's what I've learned over the last year, actually. Huh. It feels like you're doing in the beginning, like you're establishing really trust, <laughs> what you described there a lot, a lot of trust building and then went to the other direction, like making sales. But I mean, basically what you said, more or less. Yeah, it's very different than what I'm doing, <laughs> for sure. That's a big difference between how you're doing sales. But okay, we are also in different markets in that regard. But definitely listeners can learn a lot on how you approach sales, for, for sure. It's like if you never did sales, this is very valuable information for me as well. <laughs> how I do sales is I don't do sales, I guess. So all I do for now or what I've did is that I just approach groups who I know would benefit from my service, either going to various forums or group Facebook groups and just tell them like, Hey, I have this thing here, which could help you, you can check it out. If you want to, you know, hop on in a call or something like that, okay, just like ping me, I'll gladly help you. Most of the time, people just don't ping me. They just sign up for it, test it. And then like, if they have any questions then they just write me in the support chat. And that's how most of my, let's say, conversations are with my customers. 
they literally just talk on, on the support chat and I'll talk with them. Now with prospects, this was also something similar. They were tested out. They're like, oh, not sure if this is right for me. You know, they have some questions and through going through the chat, some of them converge to customers uh, based on our conversations. Now, how I approach them. So like mostly most of my like people who are testing out the software come from SEO. So I've been heavily working on SEO for the past, let's say, six months. And uh, yeah, a lot of the traffic, people sign up, test it out, and then some converge to customers. From the B2B sales side, those people actually want to hop in a call, but I do so many B2B calls for now. So since my product is very self-service, People just don't want to hop in the call somehow. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I am very bad at sales. Maybe that's why it's not like, oh, nobody wants to hop in, in the call because they don't have time. Maybe because I just suck and they don't want to talk with me. <laughs> well, I mean, if, you, if you've never done sales, right? Like, how do you know it's you're bad at it? I, I think the kinds of customers that you have so far, they don't require that whining and dining and making sure that they're, they know who Adrian is and what Adrian's selling, right? Because your product is a very self-serve approach. It's, it's there, it works, use it. If you don't like it, well, thanks for visiting, I guess, right? So I don't think that you're bad at it. I just think you haven't really needed to use your sales muscles, right? Like I, I just think if there was a customer who was willing to buy 20 licenses because something, something, they have partnerships with like podcasters, I don't think you'd be bad at it, Adrian, because you're a very personable person. I know that because I've known you for a while and you're, you're a no bullshitter kind of guy. Like you just give it to people straight. So I think that's one thing I've, I always keep my ears open for is the person I'm talking to, like, are they really telling me the truth or are they just trying to be the, the smarter person in the room? And it's very obvious. So for you, my personal opinion of you, obviously this is not scripted, is that you really just want to see if you're able to help someone. Now, if you're not the person, I don't, I don't think you'd ever lie or you'd ever misdirect a potential B2B customer. So, and I think that in itself is a huge win for building trust, as you mentioned in the beginning of our, of our topic, right? So yeah, man, I just think when you're ready to target those big B2B guys, like I, th- I think you're going to be okay, especially because you're going to have so many B2C customers, your confidence and what you're good at versus what your product doesn't do good at. Like, I think you're, you're going to be very honest and transparent about it, right? So don't think that's an issue. So, Mash, thank you for your kind words. That's very nice from you. I appreciate it. And uh, good, good for the reassuring words about the B2B sales. You know, we are two people from the different sides from the business world. And I think, as you said, Mash, maybe you don't have to do so much outbound if your product is self-service. Maybe something uh, what I am doing is not the worst thing ever. It's maybe you could, but for sure, outbound sales is something we should do either way, even if it's self-served, especially in B2B, you have to, then something, then the tips of Ma- from MASH is definitely something you should rewind, listen again, and also reach out to MASH to check out Sparrow services. There are surely a lot of mentors who can help you out with, <laughs> with, with your sales. Yeah, yeah, the sales, growth, marketing, and product, mainly the topics that we intend to help founders with at this stage. But yeah, in the future, it'll be really interesting to see where Sparrow goes. 